the volume. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jenkins and Jones is brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any other fantasy sport, there's a contest for every fan. FanDuel, more ways to win. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It's Monday, November 8th, and it's daylight savings time. Help your friends out. Make sure everyone's got their clocks back. You know what I mean? (laughs) Help your stoner friends out who were texting you last night going, am I tripping? This is Freddy Krueger shit, man. Why is it still one o'clock, bro? (laughs) What did I just smoke, dude? Uh, as always, Jenkins and Jones is hosted by my good friends, Dragonfly Jones, a.k.a. Tyler. Well, everybody, all the good. LeJethro Jenkins, a.k.a. John, a.k.a. the brand new daddy. We're he so excited. Back. The man, the, myth, the legend, the dad. What's up, Bubbles? How y'all doing? John Boy, a.k.a. is now John Dad with a John girl. Uh, we're so go. fucking happy. Let's go. We're very so excited, excited to announce the birth of John Girl. And that you are now the Jethro Jenkins Senior officially. <laughs> <laughs> so how what, so what's what's the last week been like, bro? Break it, try and try and put that feeling and your last week into words unsuccessfully. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I just I, I, right right. There's there's no words, you know. what I'm saying to put it how I feel. Like I'm just extremely excited, but like like 
you know, all, all praises due to Allah and, and women, because Jesus Christ, that birthing process is insane. I remember, like, I, I was, I was at the bottom. You know, what I mean, I was kind of worried <laughs> that I would trenches, pass out. Yeah. I mean, I was in the trenches, getting dirty, <laughs> you know, what trenches. I mean? <laughs> he was in there, you know, he, you know, I mean, it was, it was, it was crazy. But like, it's it. What was what was interesting is like my job is to be like her biggest cheerleader. You know, what I mean, like to when in a moment where she says she doesn't think she can do it, you know, which. The, always happens i'm like no you can you know what i mean so like i'm looking down and seeing this big head and her vagina swole up to the size of a grapefruit and i'm looking at her face and lying like you're gonna be okay baby <laughs> i look at that look at her lie look at that look at her lie again and the whole time <laughs> but, in your heart you're like this does not seem possible <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm i'm looking i'm looking at everybody else like when are we gonna say it's time for a cesarean like you know what i mean like this is not that is not coming out of that okay it's that just is not, not what tenable right about it's, it's very very untenable vibes very untenable vibes you know what i mean but you know, then then the baby head come out, the, the vagina lips are <laughs> they swinging in the wind, and then hum sueña The baby comes out, you know, and Rather looks dead at me. She says, "Holy shit, we're parents!" I'm like, "Yes, we are," and I'm crying like a whole baby. But yeah, I'm I'm crying more than than, than some years. But yeah, man, like it was crazy. But man, like it, it was. If if it feels good, it feels good. I I think like I honestly feel like you know, in life we like search for things, and I don't know. Like I always was looking for reasons, like something like that. I want to to die for. You know, that's how I'm thinking. You know what I mean? Like 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 I, I would die for this shit. You know what I'm saying? That's I mean, I, we we always talk yes. like that. You know what I mean? And like being a dad, like I feel like I found something to live for. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like it kind of changed my perspective in a different way. You know what I mean? Where I'm like. Hey, getting old ain't that bad. I can I can deal with some with some with some fucked up knees and all that to be able to see my my baby, you know, progress through life and her have kids and all of that too. So I always thought I, you know, I want to get out of here at seventy. I can live to one hundred and thirty, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I'd hate every second not around my family, but those moments around my family would make it worth it. You know what I mean? So For yeah, sure. this family shit, this me, bro. I, I, this is. It's good, man. You know what I mean? It's good. Y'all kind of always figure stuff out, like, kind of early. I think y'all learn from other people. You know what I'm saying? I'm kind of hard-headed. You know what I mean? I got I to gotta experience it. You know what I mean? Like, I was thotting a little longer than everybody, you know, and all that. You know what I'm saying? I like to ruin things. You know what I mean? But this is this is something worth not ruining. You know what I mean? This is, you know, so, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm really thankful, bro. I'm really thankful for my lady. I'm really thankful for my baby. You know what I mean? So, it's it's... It's beautiful, bro. It's 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 truly, truly like it's it was it was it was eye opening, you know what I mean? But the the, the bond and the, like I don't know, man. Family family's a special thing, man. So 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 has has it all sunken in yet? Like like the whole wow, there is really another life in this house with us who's going to be in my life forever now. Like has that I'm sunk in? A, I'm gonna keep it a stack. Like when I first when I first saw her, it was really normal. Like, it felt, I just felt, like, super ready. If I was, like, 25, I'd probably be like, holy shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> what am I to do? You know what I mean? But yeah. it felt really normal. And I just felt like, okay, boom. You know what I mean? Just like, you know what I mean? Just like, all of a sudden, like, not being a dad and being a dad was just as normal as not being a dad. Like, in that moment. But the first time she opened her eyes and I saw her eyes, bro, whoo, I felt like somebody snatched my soul out of my body. I felt like I was no longer, it was, my soul was no longer mine. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. that was a, I looked at it, I was like, woo, like, <laughs> that that was a different type of love that I felt at that moment. But, like, at first it just felt normal, like, you know, really normal holding her and, 
You know what I mean? And even like losing sleep and being up in the middle of the night, me and Rather be laughing. And what's crazy is <laughs> Rather took her mask off. And like the the nurse like, oh you're beautiful, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Everybody looking at me like, how the hell did you? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? First of all, don't disrespect me. <laughs> I put a lot. I did a lot of cardio out here. You just, okay? I was about to say they, you, they they looked at you. They looked at her. They looked at you, and you just pulled your shirt up to show your abs right away. Right, like, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Shit. My mama made a decent face anyway. But, <laughs> but, but but yeah, man. Like yeah, like but uh, it was. It was, it was it's just like that laughter bro i was like yeah but I, I even even like when she was like in labor like i would crack a joke I, I will hold that for the rest of my life like her popping a baby out we seeing the the little baby hairs coming out of her you know squeaking past her labia and all that you know what i mean and i'm over here cracking jokes and she's laughing like you know while while resting but what was interesting they said something i think this is like a life lesson the, we had a, a a doula and i think a doula is like a uh I think doulas are, I, I, if, if you're having a shorty, get you a doula. I think she was a big part of like keeping everything calm, you know, making us all comfortable. But she was saying the work is in the relaxation. So like when she's pushing, push. But that comes really natural. What doesn't come natural is calming yourself in the moments between the contractions. Mm -hmm. And you, that's where the work is. And I think that's like, that's a life lesson. You know what I mean? After hard times, you know what I'm saying? I was looking, I'm like, damn, bro, this, she, she talking about labor, but, you know, you could take that in life and use that. But the work is in the relaxation, calming down, you know, in between hard times and all that. You feel me? But, yeah, man, it was, it was, it was, it was, it's a beautiful experience, bro. I, I, I truly, truly, truly can't describe it. We need Hanif for one of them up here. You know, we need a poet up here to, to break it down in a way that it, it deserves to be broken down. But, yeah, bro, your boy's a daddy like a mug, bro. But I, 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 I always ran from this, you know what I mean? But I think, like, like family to me is something I should have ran to. And I never would have, like, if, if I didn't have a kid of my own, I, ne I probably wouldn't have adopted, but I should have. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I feel like even if I couldn't, even if my pew pews weren't pew pewing, you know, and they might not pew pew no more, you know, I might have got lucky, you feel me? Like, I, I might, I, I want another one. I, I, I mess around and adopt, you know, I mean, I, I feel like it'll be just as special and I love that kid just as much, you know what I mean? But it, 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 it I don't know, man. It, it, living for somebody other than yourself, is very, very, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a beautiful experience. And I've been extremely selfish for a lot of my life, you know what I mean? But uh, this made me, I'm, I'm calling my mom more. I'm calling my family more. Like, you know, I'm, I'm yeah, it's, it's different, bro. It's different. It, it makes me realize how wild it is that I don't call my mom as much as I should call her, being that she did that for me and how much she probably loves me, how I feel about, you know, Somia, you know what I mean? So, but yeah, man, it's, it's an experience you want to share with everybody, bro. I, my, I, my mom doesn't call me on my birthday since we had kids. I call my mom every year. Mm -hmm. and you know what I mean? A first. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, mm -hmm. thank mm -hmm. you. Bro, bro. All I'm doing I, is hanging I, out. You I know? will keep it a stack. <laughs> I will keep it a stack. I'll call my mom. You know, y'all know going through therapy and all that, you know what I mean? I've had moments where I've like, you know, felt a particular way about, you know, growing up. You know, it was kinda of, you know, we had hard times, you know, but my mom did the best she could, you know what I mean? And so I, I called my mom and I just thanked her. You know, I mean, I really realized that, you know, like you, she was really just doing the best she could. And even my stepdad, who was a dickhead when I was younger, you know, he was doing the best he could, too. And I see why she 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 I see why she stayed with him. I see why she, he was a good man. He just had his issues. And we all do. You know, what I mean, and I and I, and I thanked her. I said, I, I get it. I get why you stay with him. You know, I, 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 I get why y'all tried to work it out. You know, what I mean, I get why you felt like that was necessary for for a family. I get why you fought for your fucking family. You know, what I mean, so. Can I ask you a question? I yeah. I feel like 
anyone who's just had a kid, it's like, uh, you know, they say that time is the fourth dimension, but we don't mm-hmm. really like experience it the way we experience things spatially because we don't, mm-hmm. our brains aren't equipped for it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like the week after we had Vincent, I felt like I experienced the fourth dimension for the first time where it was exactly what you said. Like you can see your own childhood and your mm-hmm. parents completely differently, like 30 seconds later. Right. Bro, you can see bro. your grandparents, you can see, and then you can see your kid and what kill, what like totally blew my mind when we had our second kid, which is our daughter, Maya was like, she, like women are born with all the eggs they're going to have in their lifetime, which mm-hmm. means the part of my grandkids, if she has kids that she will contribute is here like Already. in the room with us. Already. Already. <laughs> so did you have that feeling of like, you said it was like your soul got snatched. Did you have that feeling of like, I'm floating in the universe, looking in every direction at once, <laughs> like about your own bloodline? <laughs> there was that moment when you're like, <laughs> all the, the future, the past, everything right. is just all at once. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like, I, I, I already, I already had kind of felt like that because I remember I talked to you about it. I'm like, do you feel like, is raising kids kind of like reliving your own childhood, like reliving your past right. and working through those things as well? And I mean, like for me, like I don't know, it, it, it there definitely was that. But I mean, I don't know. Looking looking at Rather, I, I see Rather, like, like I, I feel like I like over the oh, like as while Rather was was pregnant, like I, I tend to like I, I don't know, I, I I I think I really saw her, you know, as she was. I saw who she was, you know. what I mean, like the core of who she was, like you know, she's she's giving birth. You know, and she's apologizing and she like, brother, you're too sweet. You know, cuss me out. You know, right. I, I feel more comfortable than that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you right. like apologizing while on the, you know, while giving birth. But yeah, like you really see that. But I don't know, man. Like I, I like this is, this is, I was talking to Rather. I'm like, let's, let's always fight for this. Let's always fight to keep this together. This is very important. You know, this is the most important thing I've ever done in my life. You know what I mean? Growing a family. But it, it's, this is my shit, dog. This is this been my shit. I just didn't know it. You feel me? Like I said, y'all be knowing shit. Like like Tyler always said, man, get her them chairs, John. <laughs> get her the chairs, John. You know what I mean? Don't be you know, Will gotta, Smith out here. Right, right. Don't be Will Smith, John. Get her them damn chairs, bro. You know what I mean? But like, nah, I I, I see what you're saying, bro. I hear you. You know what I mean? Tyler, the big brother, to be telling folks, you know, like trying. I'm trying to help you out, my G. I'm hard headed. <laughs> I don't want to listen. You know what I mean? But yeah, I got her the chairs. I'm getting. I got her tail far too. You feel me? Yeah. <laughs> and we getting her some Aero Merrimack. <laughs> like, yeah, bro. We 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 spoiling folks around here. I, I was I was holding her, and and her mom's helping me, helping helping us out, which is whew, family comes in. That's that's been huge. I'm really thankful to her mom. But I was holding her. And um uh, and uh my, my her mom was like you need to put her down or she's gonna get you know what I'm saying used to you holding her she ain't gonna want to lay in her in her in her you know uh, bassinet That's smart as so, fuck That's right smart right as fuck. So, yeah. right right she's trying to hit us with some real shit you know what I'm saying so I put her down and then I picked Rather up I said somebody getting spoiled around here <laughs> <laughs> whether it's whether it's Somi or it's Rather I'm spoiling something around here at all times you know what I mean but I it's beautiful love to give I hear that got a love to give I got a lot of love to give man so I appreciate beautiful, y'all too man, man. y'all been super supportive man we all was talking about this in the podcast but it's it's it's, it's been beautiful to grow and grow old enough to become a pussy you know grow, <laughs> grow old enough to be crying around your homies around, around you know what i'm saying like it's beautiful to see that I, I thank y'all man y'all 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 really mean a lot to me likewise brother we are so fucking happy for you man you you know how we've been talking in the group tax uh group chat and all that bro like we cannot get enough of her dog and we're so happy yeah. for you and rada man so happy yeah. 
Thank y'all. <laughs> I had to I'll share a couple things from the group chat. Shar is literally like, when I haven't seen my wife in a couple hours, she'll literally walk in the door and go, did John send any new baby pictures? <laughs> They're like, that's how she greets me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send some more. I'll send some more. I'll send some like, more she doesn't man. say hi. She doesn't say how things go. She's like, baby pictures? Like, <laughs> bro, that's 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 how people calling me, bro. Calling me like, where where she at? I'm like, what's wild is, bro. She might do. She, like, I tweeted this. She do a doo doo diaper, and I'll be like, good job, girl. I'm like, how do? You, why? Up the, I see why participation trophies exist. I'm giving her all of them. You feel me? Mm. She peed. We, it's two a.m. She had a doo doo diaper, doo dooed all over the like a blowout, doo dooed all over the little um the uh, swaddling thing, you know, all that. And I was like, oh, good job, baby. You do- <laughs> and I'm cleaning doo-doo off my hands Look at what and a all big that. poopies. Right, 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 right. <laughs> She's crying, and I'm wiping her down. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? I'm like, I know I deserve it. I'm sorry. I know I deserve it. You know what I mean? I apologize. But, you know, like, it, it's, it's, man, it, it whew, boy, that's, it's, it's something different, dog. Two people go to the hospital, three people leave. Is right, the, is you the feel most me? miraculous thing on planet Earth. And then you pull back and go, this is how all of us got here. Right, right. The dumbest person you know and the best person you know. This right, is the right. miracle that every person <laughs> that's walking the earth. I'm like, was- Roger, you really you really want to do this with me? You trusting me? <laughs> but also you become much more funny when you a dad though, to your wife at least. You know, when I'm holding when I I I've realized a trick. When I'm holding Somia, I'm way funnier to Roger. Like I'm already she already liked my jokes, but when I'm holding the baby, she she really loved my jokes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna use that to my advantage. I'm learning some things, you feel me? So you know when I'm when I'm spoiling the playing with her tell a joke and Rollins, ha 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 oh like all right there we go i see <laughs> i'm dr- I, I like want to drag this out because all of our actual sports topics are terrible <laughs> for, for, for today no, let's talk about whatever bro let's go let's go ahead uh okay let's spin the wheel oh not fun do you want to talk about which one do we want to <laughs> talk about first i'm gonna let the new dad pick you want to talk about nah. aaron Rodgers? you want to talk about robert sarver or you want to talk about luca's haircut I mean, let's let's talk about let's talk about Sarver get Sarver over with, you know. And that's there's a lot of niggers to, to to talk about. I think we should get that out, get that out of our system, and then move on to the to the at least like the the uh, you know the the consulting of <laughs> of Joe Rogan. That I think that's <laughs> a little lesser. So let's get that over with. I like to eat like the worst food first when I'm eating food. So, so that's, the, let's talk about the, Sarver. The big uh, ESPN investigation into the Suns, um, which had been. As we discussed before, this weird world that we live in now where everything happens simultaneously, it had been reported on that the story was going to come out like three weeks ago. The story finally came out. Um, I thought it was pretty horrific. I thought it included some details that were much beyond a he said, she said to show that this is a dude who's been racist and misogynistic and that basically everyone who doesn't currently work for him. Uh, had stories and and other things that he's making jokes that no one should be making. Um, I'm assuming everyone read this story. Tyler, what what was your reaction to uh, to the story as a as a whole? Um, there's some real terrible parts in it. <laughs> I cannot believe how much I love that these niggas need a nigga quote though. <laughs> I hate that it came from him. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But that was, it was a the ball. right message and the wrong messenger. The wrong messenger. <laughs> like, like, like I saw someone on Twitter say, bro, how you make diversity racist? And that's exactly <laughs> what he did in that instance. But, um, you know, I, 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 I see that, you know, the whole fucking 
a, a, a big discussion is, well, yeah, this is how all these owners are. So so what do you want to be done about that? We, we are not talking about all the owners. We For one, all these owners are 70-year-old white billionaires. We know their politics are fucking terrible. We, you know, we, we know that. But if you bring that shit to the workplace, right, if you're dumb enough or arrogant enough or whatever the fuck enough to, you know, be a bigot in, in public at your place of work, you got to fucking go, bro. It's that fucking simple. Like, like we don't need to, you know, fucking do an investigation on everybody else who's who's in, in, in the fucking NBA who's owning. We we need to focus on this motherfucker who fucked up and get his ass up out of there. That's where I'm at with it. When I read these niggas lead, need need a nigga, the, the record I I I heard the record scratch in my head. Like I'm not supposed to feel like, like I'm not supposed to feel this way about this. You know what I mean? It was like the, the like a, a a a actual like the the physical embodiment of that embodiment of that that Alonzo Morning meme, bro. Like that was that's yeah. like like you know what I'm saying? Like I. I, I I love that, but I also love how like Tyler's HR experience comes out. You sound <laughs> whatever, whatever we talk about this shit. You sound like that, but yeah, bro. Like I mean, it's, of course it's, it's horrible. Get him the fuck out of there, man. But he was also right in that moment. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if he'd have said, you know, black players need a black coach, like we'd have been like, wow, this motherfucker's progressive as hell. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But but his phrase in there was fucked up. You're not supposed to say that, bro. You are a did, did white he, man. Did he? Did he? Did he? Did you think he said the R? Uh, probably not. I don't think he's that. Crazy. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think I don't so think either. So. I, think, I think he was trying to be. I think like like we were talking he's about. Trying this. He's, he think he, yeah. he's trying to be funny. He think he's trying to be funny. He's that dumb that he thinks he can get away with it. You know what yeah. I mean? So. But but as you said, I mean these are seventy year old white billionaires. They've never been told no. They, you know what I mean? Like pretty much every, everyone around them, even if it is people who are in this situation, like John, even if it's your kid, even if it's your wife, everyone around you is tied to your material wealth in some mm -hmm. way or another, either through employment or inheritance or existence. And in the society that we have chosen to build one step at a time, there's no escaping that when it's that amount of money, right? And so they exist in a world where Earl Watson is probably the first person to ever look Sarver in the face in a, a decade you plus say and that, say, right. you can't fucking say that. You know, mm -hmm. I mean... <laughs> So I that, that and he that, called him toxic for it. I can't say nigga, you're toxic. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm okay. the real victim here because I, I, I'm a the white I, man I, cannot say nigga. But that, but like, dude, like the worst that can happen to him is he's gonna be a white man billionaire. That's the word. You know, it's what I'm the saying? same like, thing as Donald Sterling. His worst punishment is gonna be realizing the gains that he's made in owning an NBA team yeah. for an amount of time. Right, right. Double up the money increased. that he put into it when he sells it. So. Yeah, you know. So if you're not, you know, you, you cancel you're culture, run amok. Right, right. We turned five hundred million dollars into two billion dollars, but you can't. You have to pay for courtside seats now. Yeah. You know, what I mean, like, what happened to America? I thought this you was know, America I mean? people. I thought this was America. I, 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 I can't say nigga. I, I want to. Uh, this will never happen, but I do want to use this as a, just a moment to pitch one of my sports fantasies, which is we discussed it. We discussed this with the Knicks last year. You see what having a competently run or successful Knicks team means to the city of New York. Like these sports teams are cultural institutions. Mm -hmm. And we've mm -hmm. seen what it, how it hurts Seattle when the owner of the team moved him out of the city. You see what it does to cities when one guy whose profit margin is the most important thing to him controls something that's a part of the culture of basically every major American city, right? Like so 
I really do think we should stop letting the worst people in the country control <laughs> these teams that we care so much about, and they should all be public entities to some extent. You know what I mean? Like, you hire people to run them like a private business, sure, like, you need a real general manager, all that shit, but the Packers are a great model for an ownership trust that lies in the community that can be competently run, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just... Tyler made the point. Everyone's saying like, oh, it's a, you know, it's a billionaire owner. Like, what do you expect? But that's the point. You know what I mean? Like, like we should just be like, oh yeah, they're all the worst people in the world. And by the way, like half of the country's happiness depends on, (laughs) it just doesn't make any sense, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's quite the situation. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting seeing, seeing how it kind of shakes down though. Like, you know, we saw a lot of people were disappointed in James Jones going to bat for him. Um, you know, that was something that I wasn't, he was out there looking like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. Them tap dance shoes was look like it was shining. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, and another thing people were saying, well, you know, he wants to preserve his job. So bro, you have a million dollar NBA career. You know what I mean? You're not hurting for money. You know what I mean? At all. I, I I would not think if your money management is even halfway decent. So, I mean, you didn't have to say anything here, bro. I'm not asking you to actively take a stand here, but you did not have to throw yourself on that fucking sword for him. I'm, it's, it's like one of them things again. You know, it's 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 free to just shut up. That's yeah. always an option. And, that, I mean, that was the best situation here. But, I mean, even like we saw our boy, you know what I mean? Rex jump out there. That's not the Sarver I know. Not you. <laughs> I hate it. Had, I hate it had to be you. You know, you. I, I was rooting for you. You know what I mean? But, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, man, it's, it's it's just easy to shut up in these situations. And I feel like, yeah, James Jones should have definitely did. He looked, he looked, he was out here looking bad. I, I told y'all, man. He looked like uh, what, the Django, what, what, uh, was, uh, the Django meme. What was your boy? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he, he looked like that, you know what I mean? Bro, the white yeah. man doesn't need you to save him, trust me. Yes. He'll be good, you know what I mean? Um, all right, let's talk about uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not the server I know. <laughs> <laughs> Diving. I've never heard him say nigger. D- D- Only nigger. <laughs> <laughs> Sit so tall, lanky ass down, big fella. You hear what I mean? I just think even if you feel like you know someone and a story is portraying them falsely, whatever, you're diving in front of an invisible bullet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, that's the worst case scenario for Robert Sarver again is his the money he put into that team has been quadrupled and handed back to him. Right. With more free time. I, I, you know what I mean? Like, but I, I just, I think similarly, you know, there's some things in the story, like he refuted quite a bit of it. There's some stuff he did not refute. And I would just say being from Southern California, um, knowing the reputation of Earl Watson, that's a man who's stamped in mm-hmm. Southern California. Um, I believe Earl Watson. I tend to believe black people when they say that they've been mistreated by white people. I don't think... Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That should, that should, in my opinion, be the default stance of a human being who's <laughs> been living in America with any amount of intelligence. Uh, you believe women when they say they've been mistreated. You believe black people when they say they've been crazy. Guess what? Pay attention. <laughs> it's a lot of that going around <laughs> historically and in the and in the world today. And there's not enough people who actually just listen to Earl Watson, who is, trust me, not a dude who's out here just trying to pay off bad blood or whatever. Like he said 
This is an experience that has permanently affected his emotional state. And he said, I'm not interested in reliving this every day, but I'm also not going to lie or protect that dude. And I have a huge amount of respect for that. Um, For whatever reason, we don't treat racism as though it's predatory or, or whatever the way that if Robert Sarver was accused of sexual assault, we would be talking about his victims, but Earl Watson's a victim professionally, emotionally, personally, like these people have too much power and they, they use it in that way. And, and I, I really respect Earl, not only for, for speaking up, but for his statement saying, this is not like a workplace dispute to me. This mm-hmm. is a dude who had control over my livelihood treating me this way. And it's fucked up. And good for him for speaking up. Yeah, going back to what you said, Mike, about how, you know, we don't view racists as predators in a sense. It's because racism is so normalized in this country. Mm -hmm. It's because, you know, if if someone is is reading that account of what Earl went through, of what Earl Watson went through, they're probably like, oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. Motherfucker, you don't know what it's like being a black person where you're you're constantly bracing yourself in in the workplace. Like, is this white person racist? Do I know this? Okay, it's what they did just now. That was racist, wasn't it? Like, that's the shit that goes through your mind all the time. It's It wears on you. You know what I mean? It absolutely is mental terrorism if you are in a workplace with someone who is outwardly racist like Sarver has been. No question. Aaron Rodgers. Time to clown clown this motherfucker. Let's uh, let's keep playing the hits here. Um, Did you see the meme? I don't remember if I texted to the group chat of you know the uh, the Vince McMahon meme where he's getting like progressively like crazier and crazier. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone did that with the with the Aaron Rodgers comments that was like woke mob, uh, you know, and then like consulted with Joe Rogan and then MLK quote. He's like really freaking out. What was your what was your reaction to watching this stuff spool out, uh, uh, John? What did you what did you you were were you plugged in on this or this was like two days after the baby was born, wasn't it? I was plugged in. I mean, the baby sleep a lot. Robert was sleeping too. <laughs> right. I, I had to keep myself <laughs> occupied. You know what I mean? I, I, I just I just wish I, I wish motherfuckers would stop using MLK, dog. Read a book. You know what did Tony Morrison say? What did Malcolm X say? You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of other options. Well, what they did MLK always... really say also? Right, I mean, you know what I mean? You know what <laughs> read I mean? read an actual book about MLK, he too. He didn't Shit. say consult <laughs> Joe Rogan. He didn't say that. We know that. You know what I mean? Like, And you have to pay attention to word usage. He didn't say talk to or spoke with. He consulted Joe Rogan yes. about COVID. When you consult with someone, that is showing that you value their professional opinion. Exact, exactly, <laughs> right. exactly. And, and, and even even when he said, like, they asked him if he was vaccinated, he, he said, I'm immunized. Dude, That's that some Joe Rogan usage. Listen, listen, bro. White people, you know what I'm saying? Release yourselves of the shackles of Joe Rogan, please. What is, bro, like, this, this, he is at this point, when you're consulting Joe Rogan, Classify this man as a cult leader, right? At this point, bro. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of wild. It's a big cult. People lo- it's a big cult. I have, big I have cult. and I have a lot of black friends who are in that cult too. I mean, he has got a, he's got a re- he has got a reach reach because of that saying, UFC wanna, shit. You know what I mean? I, I saw I saw the homegirl shells on Twitter say something. Rogers say we're talking about like Captain Rogers, and they said Cap probably doesn't fall too far from you know what I'm saying from Rogers as far as like there's a lot of black people thinking in the same way that Rogers is thinking. So you know what I mean? But like yeah, so but. But you got to be crazy. Like, Joe Rogan's podcasts are fucking three hours. <laughs> what, are, what on this planet are you doing for three hours that you're not getting paid for? Name one thing. 
Absolutely. Not. Willingly, bro. This shit is getting scary out here, dog. This man has got. He knew this is this is. He knew everybody's gonna be watching this shit, and he comfortably. Look how comfortable he was in his face. I consulted Joe Rogan. <laughs> like, like, bro. He would have put that in the bibliography section of a fucking paper. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like of an essay, dog. Like, he, like he was <laughs> like citing Joe Rogan. Footnote three <laughs> A: Joe Rogan conversation on March fifteenth, two thousand twenty-one. <laughs> This hey bro, it's sick out here, dog. So so you know we had the the conversation and we, that kind of circled around Kyrie where where we had a, a very nuanced conversation about you know the the validity of black people being hesitant of you know government mandated you know health procedures and such. We don't need to do that on this one. This motherfucker is just stupid. <laughs> like, like bro, well, I'm not going to paint with that broad of a brush. But this motherfucker, he, I mean, he might be a bright guy, but he's stupid as fuck on, in, um, in this um, situation here. Because You could be smart the, and still be a dumb motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. <laughs> because the, the shit that kills me here is, bro, you are the one who jumped through all the extra fucking loops here. You know what I mean? You fucking tap dance around us with the wordplay gymnastics on the immunized mm-hmm. shit. You fooled mm-hmm. a lot of us on that one. But you can't fool yeah. COVID, motherfucker. Because COVID <laughs> does not give a fuck. <laughs> COVID just wants a nasal passage, dog. That's all COVID <laughs> cares about. You feel me? So so you hey, fooled we'll a lot of your ass. Yeah. You, feel me? But you go fooled ahead. a lot of us with, with the motherfucking wordplay gymnastics. You got us on the immunized shit. Right? And then, you know, we find out all the shit that you went through, you know, and in regards to this, you fucking presented the NFL with a five hundred page you know, fucking dossier of, of, of why, you know, your, your homeopathic remedies are more valid than the vaccine. And they, and you said they thought you were crazy because yeah, motherfucker, you are like, they had, they told you we can get you the world's greatest epidemiologists, the world's greatest doctors to explain this to you. And you said, nah, I'm, I'm rolling with the dude who made his name in 2004, getting motherfuckers to eat boiled goat dicks. Like that's whose opinion I'm valuing here. You know what I mean? Scary. You know what Scary I mean? hours. Right. And then you try to flip the shit on us. Like we're the fucking irrational ones. Motherfucker, you out here presenting 500 page documents for some bullshit. You out here goddamn drinking Ocarina of Time elixirs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Talk about the great MLK. Right. right? You, out, you, you out here fucking, fucking, you know, using wordplay gymnastics. And now we are, the irrational woke mob because your dumb ass got caught slipping and you got COVID and you're just mad because your fucking t- tactics to try to trick everybody didn't work. Fuck Aaron Rodgers for this one, bro. Like, I, I, I mean, I know he doesn't give a fuck about what I think about him, but I lost a lot of respect for the guy. Here. I'm be honest with you. <laughs> and, and like I said, it's because you're trying to flip this shit on us like we're the irrational ones after all the bullshit you put us through. And that motherfucking MLK quote, bro. White white people need to just stop fucking quoting. Stop it. Okay. Stop it. Stop. Stop. Especially and they always use it right before saying the dumbest shit. The dumbest shit. shit. The and dumbest shit. I'm like, motherfucker. MLK bro, like, God damn, this is right. I did all that work for you to use this shit so you didn't have to get a fucking back. Right. Nigga. Right. And, and and what kills me, what kills me is Aaron Rodgers said in the same interview. I'm not into politics. I know the right's gonna embrace me, the left's gonna hate me. I don't give a shit about either one of them. And then you quote of the uh, uh, quote from Martin Luther King, who was a fucking political prisoner when he gave you that quote. He was literally in jail for fighting for what he believed in. You well, know well, what well, I mean? Well, well, hold on, against- what he believed in was not a rich athlete being able to do whatever he wants. What he was fighting for when he was in jail at that time was the ability for black people to exist. 
right <laughs> on an equal plane with white people in this country and you are throwing that out there because you fucking lied to us about being vaccinated fuck aaron Rodgers, man the mlk you you posted the meme that was like you know mlk says stop being mean to me right like some white dude who <laughs> just white guys. did yeah. something who just fucked up right like <laughs> i it's it, it sh- it's it's insane how cliched it is and how someone who thinks he's smarter than everyone else, like Aaron Rodgers clearly does, mm-hmm. does not understand what a fucking cliche that is. Right. You know, and I don't <laughs> I mean, I guess I don't listen to Joe Rogan's podcast. Maybe that's the type of intelligence that's going on on the Joe Rogan podcast. Like, I'm smarter than everyone else, but I'm still the dumbest dude in the world. Like, I, it kind of <laughs> does seem like that, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I, I I just I don't I don't know, man. It it, it was absolutely the woke mob. As soon as he said woke mob, I was like, oh boy, <laughs> that's that's Joe Rogan speak. That's yeah. that's bro. Like Joe Rogan had white people out here. You know what I'm saying? Like running to deer antler, like a powdered deer antler to that solved everything. You know what I mean? Like, bro, this is like come like gee, like this is what we on. You know what I mean? And, and when did when did they use MLK like he's a meme. You know what I mean? They like like they 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 forget like they act like they forget the experience he's went through and what he really stood for. You know what I'm saying? Like when did when did they why why, why MLK? I, 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 that's wild to me. He was so fucking hated prior to his death. You know what I mean? And but that's he doesn't, what the, he doesn't exist as a it, it, it's it, it is and not to make this comparison directly, but it's somewhat similar to jesus where like mlk does not exist as an actual person or a historical Makes figure sense. anymore right he exists as a concept that can be applied an in idea this way. yeah yeah and and he's used by ex- almost exclusively white people like aaron Rodgers or the right who's now going to embrace him to to suggest that what mlk stood for was uh reconciliation over everything Right, right. That the most important thing is that everyone is kind and accepting and et cetera. And it actually is similar to the way that the historical words of Jesus have been twisted (laughs) right down the generations. Right. I mean, Jesus was a radical revolutionary figure as well. But like when MLK was killed, he was fighting capitalism. Yeah, right. <laughs> like he was. You like, feel he, me? You feel you know? me? <laughs> and like that, it, it's the same thing. This idea that it's like, well, MLK said that you know, if I, as a very powerful person in this country, don't like something, I have to lie to everyone about it. <laughs> Just like, and what they, the fuck are you talking about? He's his the quotes are never used for what they were intended to be used for. Why why MLK said it is never what it was actually used for. You know what I mean? It, that's that's what's wild to me, bro. Like, yeah. you know, what I'm saying like you shouldn't you shouldn't be able to. I mean, that we should make a law where you'd have to say, say three other quotes. <laughs> you know what I mean? From three other civil rights people. You know what I mean? Like before you can say MLK. You know, because I just I just think like dog, it's just insane how you know misquoted he is. You know? Did it's you wild. see the reactions of the people hosting the show when he 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 got up off his couch? He took his shoulder blades off the couch cushions and said. You know, as the great MLK once said, and you oh, see boy. the ho- you see the host who's his friend who really needs him to keep coming on his podcast. He he did that real subtle. We've all done it. He just slid the hand yeah. slightly over his <laughs> mouth, yeah, yeah. like, "Oh my fucking god, this motherfucker just said as the great MLK once said." <laughs> I that, but bro, you you gotta tell like that's a real friend would have called him a fuck nigga. 
You know what I mean? But that's the like, same thing we were talking got, about with Sarvan. This is his friend whose show has risen to national but, prominence because Aaron Rodgers comes on it every week. But, mm-hmm. but that but that but that friend is also very rich too. He got a big ass DraftKings deal, like millions and millions of dollars, bro. You got I can call my homie your fuck nigga money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> White men don't call their homies they fuck do niggas it. enough. No, you know not, what I mean? And not on and not on MLK. Not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like who who am I to call my homie a fuck nigga when he's talking about MLK? You know what I mean? Who are you not to? Yeah. <laughs> shit, you motherfucker. That's Jesus and and Christ. and you know the whole irony about white people not knowing shit about MLK. Like you know, Aaron Rodgers referenced that MLK quote that was from letter from a Birmingham jail when 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 MLK said that. And in that very same letter, you know, um, well to go back to what Rodgers said about how he's he's not on either side. You know, I, I'm I'm not with the left. I'm not with the right. In that very same letter, Martin Luther King told white people who are just in the middle on this racism shit, you know what I'm saying, who aren't picking a side, who are just like, you, you know, he said, who are devoted more to order than justice, you know, who, who he told white people who are fence straddling, y'all either got to fight these races with us or shut the fuck up and get out the fuck out the way, right? He told them that in that very same letter. And for Aaron Rodgers to just pride himself as being a centrist and then quote MLK's letter from a Birmingham jail shows he doesn't know shit about that man. So like I said, please just stop quoting Martin Luther King when you don't know shit about him and when you, when you compare him to your little bullshit, trivial vaccination shit, you know, when, when he was when he was going to bat for real shit, for equality for black people, you know? Can, can I, can I it's, it's funny that you brought that up because I was also, gonna uh quote from the letter because i actually think there is a quote in that letter that applies beautifully to talking about the pandemic moreover i am cognizant of the interrelatedness of all communities and states i cannot sit idly by in atlanta and not be concerned about what happens in birmingham interesting (laughs) he's talking about the well-being of the of the large scale here huh yeah what what uh whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. Never never again can we afford to live with the narrow provincial outside agitator idea. Anyone who lives inside the United States can never be considered an outsider. It's true about racism, but it's also true about getting your fucking vaccine. <laughs> So that the dude who works at the stadium, who does not uh, believe in science, or maybe who is not that edgy, like whatever else, is not taking this shit home to his fucking wife or his kids or his grandma, bro. Like, that's why we're getting the vaccine. So that the people who know better can protect the people who don't know better or who can't get it for, which we have friends who have physiological issues, who have lupus and stuff, who have autoimmune Mm -hmm. problems that prevent them from being vaccinated. You know how much it kills those people sitting here going, this motherfucker could have got Anthony Fauci on the phone. Yeah, and call Joe Rogan instead. Like, but instead, <laughs> you know what I mean? Have you heard of Joe Rogan's podcast, bro? <laughs> I consult the Joe Rogan, and I just fucking you know, horse the, medicine, bro. Bro, dear Hitler, bro, have you heard of it? He said he didn't want to take. He didn't want to take. He, he did not want to take the vaccine because he's worried about it causing sterility, which COVID actually does, by the way, which we, the vaccine does not. We should have known that he wasn't truly vaccin- vaccinated when he said immunized. Was it Michael A. Smith who, who, yeah, who yeah. picked that, Tyler? Michael Smith but, nailed that shit back in August. He was like, nope, he is fucking tap dancing around his ear. So shouts to when he, if, if you If you look at his mannerisms. I oh, yeah, those eyes were darting everywhere when he Y'all said bro, that. Y'all, yeah. bro, I'm immunized, bro. That, that, is, that is a telltale sign of a liar, bro. You know what I mean? Come on, G. He got us. But yeah, yeah, he, he got us, but you know. He got but us. The co- but COVID got him. The COVID yeah, got your ass. ass. He got your ass, my boy. And Joe Rogan got your soul. Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> I consulted Joe. This that those words put together in a sentence is wild. <laughs> When I heard consulted and Joe Rogan in the same sentence, it blew my fucking mind. I would imagine anyway. having just had a kid and been through the uh, being happy that modern medicine exists and to have to do all this other stuff, right? To have people with expertise in a Bro. room with you in that moment, to see someone go, I consulted Joe Rogan. Bro. I just saw a doctor. I just saw a baby blow a labia <laughs> into the wind, bro. And the doctors then deliver the baby, then also sew the vagina back up, talking about aesthetically this looks better. You know what I mean? Like, OBGYNs are be doctoring, you feel me? (laughs) A lot of years went into that, you feel me? And this nigga talking about consulting Joe Rogan. I'm, my, my baby sleep, my other baby sleep, you know what I'm saying? I'm looking at, I'm looking at, I'm looking at, like, I read it, I'm looking around like, <laughs> I, I got nobody to talk to. Like, this nigga said he could solve the joke. I wanted to scream. Anyway, man, let's move on. All we right. Get, um, <laughs> the NBA is back. And one of the things I love about betting on basketball is that I'm always finding new player or game props that I like. And what's cool about FanDuel Sportsbook is you can combine these props with other bets to form a same game parlay and score an even bigger payout. I am very excited uh, looking at that Bulls Nets game. I've mentioned uh, many times I'm a big DeMar DeRozan fan, covered him in high school, and have uh, have been able to stay in touch with him as he's come home to Compton over the years. So I like the Bulls to beat the Nets, and I'm going to build the same game parlay with the Bulls money line, DeMar DeRozan over on the points, and the Bulls over on team total points. I think they're hot. I think they're for real. That's the team I'm rolling with this week. Uh, note, look for the same game parlay icon to know what markets are eligible for SGPs. Uh, but that's not the only reason that I love betting on all the NBA action with FanDuel Sportsbook. It's also got fast payouts in as little as two hours. It's easy to use and place bets. They've got fun props markets that can be combined into same game parlays and it's safe and secure. There's no feeling like nailing a same game parlay bet. All customers can check out FanDuel Sportsbook daily for exclusive NBA SGP-focused offers like TNT Tuesdays. New to FanDuel Sportsbook, they're also offering new users a risk-free $1,000 bet. Just sign up with promo code JNJ, that's J&J, and if your first bet loses, you get up to $1,000 back in site credit, that's promo code JNJ. Disclaimer, must be 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's talk about Lucas Hair. <laughs> <laughs> Luke became Luke. Luca became Luke real quick. Like I t- like I was talking to Tyler Ham. They, they got my baby boy looking like Luke Kennard out here. Not Luke Kennard just no more. You know what I mean? What's wild to me though? You know when you get a haircut, when you leave the shop, how confident you feel. You know what I mean? That motherfucker got that, and then went out and hit a game winner. He put up like 33 and 8 around this thing. You feel me? Like with that haircut. Imagine the confidence this dude just has to leave. The, I, I, I balled my shit out. You know what I mean? He out here in front of everybody dro- dropping 33, getting hit in a game winner with that motherfucking haircut. Bro, I, that look crazy level of confidence. I wouldn't have had it flat out. 
I gotta Google this shit. I ain't even pizzas the cut. Oh, I thought looking. I sent it to the group chat. My bad. Hold on. I'll, you might ask. You know, you you know how a bad couple ruin your whole shit. You know what I mean? It'll snatch away my whole belief in me. You know what I mean? And this man, <laughs> he out here looking like Roger Klotz from Dub. You know what I mean? Oh, you yeah, know, motherfuckers. The the side profile looks like a uh, it looks like a ninth grade geometry test you know what i yeah, mean yeah. it's like measure the area of this weird looking thing you could you could use a pythagorean theorem on that motherfucking <laughs> haircut for sure you know what i'm saying all right there, okay here it is hold on i'm texting it to you right now Tyler. <laughs> okay and he was in was it <laughs> tyler you see it yet this motherfucker yeah, I just said it. Uh, I just, I just said it. Yeah. God damn, that shit weak as fuck. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Look at that going on, man. That shit trash. <laughs> Ain't no blend on that motherfucker. That shit just <laughs> some bowl cut shit. <laughs> he got the haircut you give your kids when they bad, like the, when they trying to torture their kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they how you how you give Luca a receding hairline? A man like twenty three. <laughs> That's the goddamn the, the motherfucking Wayne Arnold from um, um from one of the years. What the fuck? They did my boy bad, man. Yeah, that shit look that shit trash, but Luca Cole motherfucker. Still Wayne put up thirty three and eight with that yeah. motherfucking haircut. Yo, you got all my respect, Bubba. Um, okay, we you know, we talked with John before the baby came about how fatherhood changes your perspective on the world and opens you up to new horizons. And we know that this is true because John came back from the hospital and started texting the group chat about hockey. I'm a t- <laughs> bro, bro, bro. Y'all, but and when you saw it, yes. that reaction oh, yeah. was holy fuck. Yeah. This motherfucker. Tell people, tell people, Mc- yeah, tell people what you sent. Connor McDavid. Who they call McJesus, which you know I tried to get a McJesus jersey, but the Navy one sold out. I'm going to give me one. You think I'm going to walk around without a McJesus jersey? <laughs> you do not know me. I need a McJesus jersey. McJesus? That's beautiful. But this motherfucker is Kyrie on skates, bro. He shook four people and a goalie. I, 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 I tweeted out like, dude, is this hockey? Is no, they're, 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 and you know what I'm saying? He's, a, he's the best player in the world. And I had never even heard of the dude yeah. before. But this dude is, I mean, I'd never seen some shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, I might check out the Edmonton Oilers if I, if I you know, scroll past them on TV. I mean, that shit, wow. I ain't never seen no shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, this was my introduction to him, too. And I scrolled the, um, the replies on your tweet. And, like, there were a bunch of hockey fans in your mentions who were like, Wayne Gretzky's records are untouchable. No one's ever going to touch those. But this is probably the most talented hockey player ever. And I had never even heard of the dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? I had never even heard of the guy. He and Mike Trout could be sitting next to you at the fucking airport and you would just be <laughs> right, scrolling through no Twitter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bagging yeah. my groceries at motherfucking Trader Joe's <laughs> and I'd be like, thank you, Bubba. You know what I mean? No, but what, what, do, you, what do you think that is? Though? I know we talk about baseball, how the black players don't play anymore and it's not cool. That's why we don't know who, who Mike Trout is or who's, what's going on in baseball. But we knew who Gretzky yeah, was. We knew who Gretzky We knew who Messi was. We knew who fucking Super Mario was. Yeah, you but, know what I'm saying? I have a theory yeah. on this. But it, I mean, and, and that, that's always been hella white, and we knew who they were, but we don't know who. We, I, we should I, I, know feel, Connor I, feel like, I feel like Crosby and Ovechkin were probably the last hockey players yep. that even casual oh, that's a fans fact. knew. That's a fact. That's yeah. a fact. It was weird. Hockey got hockey's to, a fun sport in live too. It's one of my favorite experiences live. That in soccer, oddly enough, live is a, is a great experience. Much much better live than on TV. I think yeah, hockey sure. got taken down just by the the same way that we don't watch sitcoms anymore. I mean, it's just it, okay. it, it went from if you were a sports fan when we grew up. You had however many channels, and what those channels showed was football, 
baseball, basketball, and hockey. And that mm-hmm. was it. You could not really find soccer anywhere, even though it was the EPL was still as big overseas as it is now. You know what I mean? And it just that was it. And so as there's like more and more and more and more options, I know way more soccer fans than I know hockey fans. About right? far. You know, and so it's just I, I just think it got taken down the same way that the late night talk show or whatever. There's just so many options that it, everyone doesn't just turn on Conan or Letterman or whatever the way they did in the nineties. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like you can get demoed out to the smallest fucking slice at this point. You know what I mean? So yeah, I don't know, but hockey and the thing that's wild about it is hockey would be so much better to follow now with the increase in television and camera quality. Mm-hmm. Because I was a, like, I remember being a kid. I was a Kings fan. The other thing about Gretzky was he was in LA. You know okay. what I mean? Like, yeah, this dude is on Mountain Time. That somebody mentioned that I'm like, I don't know why he watch shit on Mountain Time. You know what I mean? Like, right? Mountain Time Zone. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, and you know he's not he's not in the media capital or whatever. So I think that's yep. a part of it too. Because Gretzky was definitely like, and that whole thing was strategic. Like, he's going to L.A. We're going to do video games. You know what I mean? Like that was a marketing like. <laughs> Crosby was, was in Pittsburgh, movie. though. We knew who he was. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? It wasn't Ovechkin. In, uh, he, I think he was on Mountain Time. He played for the Avalanche, correct? Something like nah, that. Nah, you know what I mean? Ovechkin was um, with DC with the uh, with the Capitals. You probably okay, think about, okay. about Patrick Wall. Patrick okay, Roy, okay. the goal. Patrick for the Wall. Yeah. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I, I just it's, I also think like you know, remember how you used to wake up and just watch Sports Center like seventy six times in the morning. Yes. You know, that's I mean? how so I knew was, who Patrick Wall yeah. was because I remember one of those right. anchors. Maybe Dan Patrick loved to say in Patrick Wall. Patrick Wall. That's yeah, how yeah, I knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So like, yeah, and, I, I sp- think and like, sports coverage is the same way. Everyone used to watch Sports Center. You'd watch that yeah. same hour three fucking times, and now yeah, yeah. people yeah. listen to us or they watch. Right? I mean, it's like there's nine thousand fucking options out there for how you're going to get your sports stuff, and there isn't that everyone's watching this for one hour thing, which is like. It's been great. It's been democratizing in a lot of ways. It's not just white dudes on Sports Center plus, <laughs> plus the you know plus Stuart Scott, but it also means that there's less of that like cultural cohesion on everyone's going to be able to make the same inside joke or reference about a joke Stuart Scott made last night the way there used to be. You know what I mean? Like I didn't know this Pat McAfee dude had a show until Aaron Rodgers came on, but he does insane numbers. I had like two friends who were like, "Oh yeah, yeah. he goes on there every week." I'm a big Pat McAfee fan. I was like, I don't fucking know that. Like that, that's who threw me, that's who threw me to the wolves with Indiana with the Pacers. You know what I'm saying? That's, oh, that's who threw me. Arch yeah, he has, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. No, I, 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 I. McAfee. McAfee. That's how you know a nigga don't guess know. Guess what? Who I, don't, I didn't even know how what? to pronounce it either. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Guess what? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Pat guess McAfee what? can't pronounce Gardabasio either, so it is what it is. You know what I mean? Fair's fair. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah. yeah so I don't. But anyway, but I, that's just the way things are. But I'm. I'm with you. This that, that clip was fucking crazy. Yeah, and he, they say he does that consistently. Like it's, it's. They said they said no, that's not normal for hockey, but it's normal for McDavid. You know what I mean? McJesus, I love that. But does does Edmonton come? To, I don't know how hockey works. I don't y'all watch enough. I've only been to one St. Louis Blues game, and it was fucking. It was a blast. You know what I mean? But like, does Edmonton come to L.A. and play play the Kings? I, I would tap in for that. I would pull up. I will pull up for that. I'm gonna, I mean, that. I'm gonna look this schedule up while I tell you that when I was growing up, Long Beach had a minor league hockey team called the Ice Dogs, oh, and that's everyone D A W G or what we what we talking about D O G S. But you would go okay. to an Ice Dogs game, and it was like the most diverse hockey fan experience you could probably imagine. It looked like Long Beach in the arena because they would give yeah. the tickets out at like at the library. 
You know what I mean? Like bring your kids, get it like that one dollar beer nights. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the Warriors tickets prior to, to stuff. You know what I mean? Like yes. everybody just went out there and had a picnic in the stands. You know what I'm saying? Right. A hundred percent. December 22nd. I beat him. I beat him December 22nd. <laughs> Mike hella competitive, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, 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 I'll be down for that. I'll be down to tap in. I mean, you know what I'm saying. I, I think I, I, I want to see McDavid live. You know what I mean? I mean, dude, like I said, hockey is, hockey and soccer are the two best experiences. And see McDavid live, it seems like something needs to happen. So yes, it's ridiculous that I came to y'all with hockey shit, but also it was worthy of the group chat. <laughs> I agree. The nickname alone yes. is worthy enough. You. You That's got to be up there on the power rankings of sports nickname. McJesus is fucking smooth, <laughs> bro. Yeah, he I already top three. He top McJesus top three. I mean, I, what 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 na- what names would we say are better than McJesus nicknames? We Mc don't have Jesus? a lot of great nicknames right now. I feel like I feel like the eighties and the nineties had a ton. I don't know if we have a lot right now. Um... No, I mean like all time. That's what I'm saying. It's a, that, yeah. That's already all, an all timer. All time, I'd but... say. I mean, I, I give all time top five. McJesus? <laughs> that, that Nigerian Nightmare might be my favorite sports nickname ever. I, I hear Niger- you. I hear you. I hear <laughs> I you. That. I hear you. McJesus is just fun. Yeah, it is. You know, it, it, there's a certain level of fun that comes with, with McJesus. Um, I do love the Davion Mitchell uh, on the Kings, the nickname Off Night. Off Night, yeah. That's, a fun, no, that's another, go. like, instant there classic nickname, bro. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to talk about that, actually, a couple of weeks ago. We'll wait till he goes viral again for locking up a fucking <laughs> superstar. We'll talk about Off Night then. Um, okay. That dude, like, a virus defensively. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so much fun. You, you, I love you players. You can't get rid of them. I love, play, I love good defense. I know it's the dorkiest basketball no, no, shit no, ever, but I love watching a dude who wants He's to also a bucket, up. though. Like, He's yes. also a bucket. He's also a bucket, too. So it, that, that We have a lot it. of dudes who are buckets. These, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's just it feels special when there's a dude who's like, I love playing defense. Old boy, <laughs> old, old boy in the, with the Raptors, too, from Florida State. That you know what I'm saying? He he'll he'll lock you up and then put some put some numbers up to you too. We got some young bucks, bro. This day, these anyway. Let's let's we can move on. To All right, we had other shit Connello. to talk about. But I think we're, okay. Yeah, let's, we'll talk about Canelo real quick. We got so we're already like an hour or whatever. So hit, let, okay. talk, go ahead, talk about you watched the Canelo fight last night. Did y'all watch it at all? I'm wondering. I I just saw the clips when he dusted homie off in the 11th. Yeah, I just I saw the and, and and he ran up on him like the on the don't run away from this ass whooping shuffle <laughs> when he dusted him off. Yeah, I love that part. I'm gonna tell you, bro. I'm gonna tell you. I don't know if in my lifetime, I mean Mayweather obviously was you know just didn't get, wasn't getting touched. If you the last three fighters Canelo has beat together, they're seventy eight no. God damn, seventy eight no. You know what I mean this dude is five seven and a half. Just whooped the nigga that was six foot. With great, with, with great foot, I mean, the dude, I mean, dude, Plant is a hell of a fighter. He made him look regular. If you see Plant, what he, what he does with his lead left, with that jab is, is, is pure. He does those great combinations with that lead left, has great footwork, great head movement. He made that man look regular. He's stalking a man that's, I know Canelo came in weighing a little heavier than him, but, but, but Plant is a much bigger man. And he start, he's, he's, he's a Terminator. I, I, it's, it's just, it was, it's wild to watch how he broke him down. He's kind of like Alabama. You know how Alabama, you see him like, kind of like, you know, you know they, 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 they wear you down with the run and then they just eventually just obliterate you in the second half. He's just like that, bro. The dude just, he just warmed down. And that, I mean, he was, if you, if you were looking at like plants of body during the fight, his, 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 his body was red. 
And as Plant's hands start to fall, then that's when Canelo start going up top. Yeah. And he just he just a bully. He just put pressure and pressure and pressure. And I don't care how good you are. Taking that, that pressure, 12 rounds is just hard. But it's just wild to see him bully these guys, man. Like big, big men. You know, like, and I just, I, 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 they're saying he's, you know, the black people are saying he's the greatest Mexican of all time. And that is a crazy, crazy statement. But Canelo, man, like he's, he's my favorite fighter I've ever seen fight. You know what I mean? During my time, during, during my time watching boxing. But just special seeing that last night. He made a really good fighter look regular. And, 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 and Caleb gained a fan in me. I really like Caleb. I think, I think he's going to be a great fighter. And Canelo even said, he said, you, you know, you're next. But he just ran into a dude that's at his peak that's a god right now. He's a boogeyman. Mm-hmm. And, and he just can't be beat. He's smarter than everybody. He boxes wetter, better than everybody. He's strong. His chin is crazy. You see, Canelo don't got no neck. It's just, it's just his head from the top of his head to his shoulders is the same width. <laughs> he built like a dumpster. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? And a lot of those knockouts are hurting people. You know, they said whip. He don't get no whip. His neck too thick. His head and his neck and his shoulders are all one. But yeah, Canelo is a special, a special fighter. And to see him break him down, I was just in amazement all night. I don't know what's next for him. I think they said better be up. Let's talk about GGG three. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't I don't I don't I don't know, but yeah, I just the Charlos the Charlos aren't big enough for Canelo. I don't know what he does next. What what did he do? I mean, he has to go up and and, and take the you know, but he's the first you know I think super middleweight to unify all the belts. <sighs> you know, we talking we talking we talking all time. They should know, have him fight a robot. Time. <laughs> at this point, fight a kangaroo, point. man. <laughs> no, we saw a kangaroo get slept. No, nah, he, he, he fight a tiger. No, nah, hell. Nah. But, Maybe he could fight yeah. like a small bear. <laughs> <laughs> we we saw um we saw um what's your boy name uh, uh uh from the M- from MMA. He was wrestling bears as a kid, which is he was and he and he never lost a fight in MMA. But uh yeah, it's it's <laughs> I don't know what Canelo does next, but. I, it's to see what he's done. Like I said, seventy-eight and zero. All you know, all big men, and he's just—he's the bully. It's crazy to watch. All right, I think that's all the time we've got for Jenkins and Jones. We got diapers to change, uh, and uh, <laughs> that took John a second. <laughs> Did we record a whole podcast while she was napping? Is she still asleep? Uh, yeah, we, I put her to sleep right before. I put her. We put oh, her to sleep right time. before she was feeding. Once I mean, she she been drinking a lot of milk, bro. I mean, what women literally have the baby, then have the sustenance in them to you know? I just it's, it's I don't even know why did they why do we we only exist to start the process. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, they, no, you gotta swaddle. You gotta make sure that the you gotta make sure that Rather is sleeping. You, yeah, got, yeah, you know yeah. what that's, I mean? You got to get food when she went. Like, there's like you. T- the baby takes care of the mom. You, uh, it, I, I take, mom, I, take care yeah. of the baby. You take care of the mom, right? You know what I mean? I take care of my baby. She take care of my other baby. You <laughs> know the, what I mean? But I, yeah. I'm picking up the water bottle and like you know feeding her out of the water. I'm like, yo, you need you some rest. Get you some rest. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, that's that's what we on right now. But it's 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 crazy. It's the circle. I'm a king when you're a buyer. I think that's it, y'all. All right, we'll be back on Thursday. Bye. Bye. Bye.
It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 